Well, the Rays take two of three versus the Kansas City Royals, so hopefully some good vibes going into a challenging series against the Texas Rangers. There will be more good vibes than games between the Rays and the Orioles in the standings, so let's breathe and talk about that right now. You are Locked On Rays. Your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also email us anytime with a mailbag question, hot take, comment, concern, whatever it may be, lockedonraise at gmail.com. We've gotten some great mailbag questions thus far, and we appreciate you reaching out to us. Uh, this episode of Locked on Rays is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same goes with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head over to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit only. Available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, it is a Monday after a lengthy all-star break. We're back in the saddle. The Rays are back in the saddle. They take two of three from the Kansas City Royals. Unfortunately, they got uh, dosed up a little bit on Sunday. Aside from that, uh, Ulysses, what are your takeaways and observations from the series that was? Well, I had a couple. Number one, as you can see on the breakdown on the right, Kevin Cash hits 700 wins. I think that's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, He did that on Saturday with the doubleheader. Do you know how many wins away? He is from catching the legendary Joe Madden. I want to say ballpark. Joe Madden had like 760 something wins. So I'm going to say he's, you know, 70 away from surpassing him. Not bad. Not bad at all. He's 55. Okay. 55 away from taking that mantle. Uh, It'll be, it'll be tough because obviously Joe did so much for the franchise. um, And Kevin has too. Uh, but you know it's always it's always uh, tough to see those records being broken. But uh, it is going to be, and he might put up. Uh, I mean, Kevin Cash is under contract for the next few years. People, uh, I know the the some some people on anti social media ask for his head after every loss. Um, but he's going to be there for a long time, and he might. It, it, do you think he'll he'll get he'll get to a thousand? wins kevin a thousand wins in a raise uniform or a thousand wins overall with the race so he is under contract through 2024 i would imagine him being it would have to take a very lucrative offer for him to be pulled away from the raise given his history of growing up in the tampa bay area and settling roots and having kids and all that goes into that um so he would probably have to have uh uh, a gargant- uh, gargantuan uh, contract offer from another team, which certainly is within the cards. Um, so I will say, yes, I want to see Kevin Cash 
in a new Rays ballpark. And by the time that comes to fruition, I would think that he'd be very close to a thousand dubs. So yes, I will say he does get that achievement in a Rays uniform. That's exactly how I'm thinking. I think he's going to get that extension uh, with, with how he has performed. If you look back at all of the seasons that he's been a manager, two seasons, he was basically 500. It was an 80 and 82 record in 2015 and in 2017. Yeah, then the 2016 awful Devil Rays type of season, awful 2016. And then after that, it's been 90-win teams, man. It's been the, that, that really fun 2018 team that felt like a college uh, yeah. baseball team. 2019, get to the ALDS Game 5 against the Houston Astros. 2020, go to the World Series. Blake Snell Game 6. Let's not talk about it. 2021, 100 games uh, won that season. 2022, 86 wins. You barely get to the to the wild card. But, hey, you managed a team that had so many injuries. And now here you are on July 17th with the best record in the American League with 60 wins. The first team to get to 60 wins in American League. So um, I do think he's going to get, get extended. And for that new stadium, uh, which will be, what, in 2028, hopefully, which yes. means yeah, he will have ample time to get to 1,000 wins. Yeah, and again, I mean, not to go on uh, Kevin Cash love or hype train, but not an easy job for any manager to replace a guy who had achieved so much before him in Joe Madden. And it was Kevin Cash's first managerial gig. So he was learning on the fly. Now it certainly helps being in a successful, stable organization with good leadership at the top, starting with ownership down through the front office and having that support nest, if you will. But uh, a first time manager having to deal with a low payroll, young players, roster turnover, the COVID-19 pandemic, when did Evan Longoria get traded? What year was that? After the 2017 season. So you have you're the manager, you're a young manager as the franchise cornerstone gets traded as well. You have the ongoing Montreal Tampa Bay split season stadium controversy, just so many distractions that have to be handled and navigated with a plum. And I think Kevin Cash does a really, really good job, whether you agree or disagree with some of the on-the-field decisions that he makes. I think he brings so much value in what he does off the field and being a clubhouse manager and handling personalities and knowing which buttons to tweak and, and tick and, and go forth. So, um, and, and every year he's pretty much regarded as, yeah, he's one of the top three to top five managers in all of baseball. And all you don't have to look too far and see – the coaching tree extending beyond Kevin Cash. How many other guys on his coaching staff get opportunities, get interviews, get jobs, get um, get chances to, to be managers in their own right? So I think that speaks very, very highly uh, for Kevin Cash, plus the bonus of being a, a hometown kid as well. Yeah. No, I, I think that, that last point you made with how the branches from the Rays just keep uh, growing to other MLB front, uh, front offices and yeah. also into the dugout, both, both. You can see how they, they're kind of expanding towards the other 29 yeah. uh, franchises. So that, which is pretty cool. And I mean, look, all teams have injuries, but the Rays in recent years have had an astounding number of injuries, uh, 
offensively, positionally speaking, and pitching staff speaking. I mean, the the amount of there's been stats before of the amount of war lost due to injuries is historic compared to other teams. Plus, an ever challenging AL East. Again, this isn't the NL Central that he's uh, right. having to manage through. Now you have uh, up and comers like the Blue Jays and the Orioles, plus the established Red Sox and the Yankees that you have to contend with. Not an easy thing to do by any means. So kudos to Kevin Cash on, on number uh, 700. Hopefully he gets to uh, you know 750 by, by year's end. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be great. All right. Uh, we have more to discuss, but first we have to tell you something very important, and that is Sleeper. Uh, do you think that a guy like, oh, I don't know, Randy or Rosarena or Jose Siri can hit a home run tonight against Dane Dunning. Well, we sure do. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100 times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. So get your picks right and you could win B-I-G big. So use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Day. So it is a little bit late to be discussing this, but I did want to mention it. It did happen over the All-Star break, which I think is a very savvy move by Major League Baseball to put the MLB draft in the limelight of All-Star weekend, if you will, and, and make it an event. We've been talking about that for years of, hey, you've got to You've got to spice it up a little bit in comparison to the NBA draft, the NHL draft, and the NFL draft. And it's never probably going to reach the pantheon of those other events just based on a player gets drafted. And it usually takes two, three, four, five years for them uh, to get an opportunity in the big leagues. And not many people watch college baseball, so they don't have the familiarity of somebody who's watching college basketball or college football or whatever it may be. But uh, I thought it was an interesting draft for the Rays going very pitching heavy, 14 arms. Uh, they selected only position players in the first four rounds of the draft. And then uh, the Rays front office went, we need some guys that can throw hard and throw different things as well. And if you notice a lot of these arms and really a lot of the draft in general college players, college heavy. So I think that they're looking for a lot of these guys to make impacts sooner than later, not only college heavy, but sec level. These are some guys from big name schools, be it Mississippi state, LSU, Texas, A&M, Missouri, uh, Arizona state, uh, Arizona state's not in the, um, sec, but just high, high profile, uh, schools in that respect. But I, I think we're, um, starting to see a, a little bit of shift in terms of uh, the Rays maybe going more college heavy, at least on the arm side, knowing that they need help sooner rather than later. And um, with fewer fewer um, minor league stops, uh, you know, they, they want these guys up and productive uh, when they can. So just want to throw that out there. And I do want to mention this. Uh, I really like the kid that they took 19th overall, Braden Taylor, the shortstop out of TCU. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'd never heard of Braden Taylor. I'd never watched a lick of TCU baseball. But just 
reading up on him being uh, that school's all-time home run king and him being from Utah and being the highest drafted player from that school, um, the only first-round pick from that school, it gives me a little bit of Kyle Manzardo vibes of this guy has a chip on his shoulder. He has some motivation. He wants to rep where he's coming from, being overlooked or uh, not quite focused on being a kid from Utah as opposed to California, Florida, Arizona, Texas, wherever it may be, and TCU as opposed to being from Texas A&M or, or Texas or or wherever it is, and, and very refined hitter in that respect. And up the middle, which the Rays love as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And if we look at um, the, the Rays and their top prospects right now, I, it, just according to MLB.com, I think seven of their top – 11 prospects were drafted in either 2021 or 2022 and those many of those um from college so again they're they're looking i wouldn't be surprised if, if Braden taylor is is making his big league debut in in late 2024 or 2025 because they're ready to, to to move these guys up and on yeah, I agree with the chip on the shoulder thing. When you come from a place that nobody nobody really talks about, yeah. you kind of take that as a flag and and and, and run with it. Um, so good for for Brayton Taylor to to be the first guy. Uh, it's always nice to be a pioneer, right? So good for yes. him. Glad glad that he's he's getting that shot. Um, now, I will go on the macro picture here. Okay, I I love the way that they organize the draft and, and by by that i mean the majority arms i love that but focus first on position players we know right. that you can turn gold anywhere if you're the race uh um pitching development coaches like you know that so don't quote unquote waste those early picks to get good bats good college bats that can help you quick that has always been the thing uh with the race uh the offense 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 can you get some bats that can help the major league team um we we have some coming up hopefully that can help you know uh, jonathan aranda kyle manzardo curtis mead and junior caminero but uh historically speaking the race office has not been um what people lick their chops uh, at yeah. so I, I like that. Focus first on 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 the bats, just like they did last year with Xavier Isaac, who, by the way, is killing it um, yeah. from what I've seen on 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 Twitter. So, they're first on bats, then get the the, the mass volume in pitching. Uh, I, I really do like that the way that they've set that up, and hopefully, like you said, though the fact that they're in college, that will see early returns. Um, yes, for the race, because, you know, like you said earlier, it's not basketball, it's not football that you you draft a guy and then in the next summer, they're doing something for you. It's, it usually takes a good three to five years to see them in the system. But if you can just shorten that window, it would be beneficial. Yeah. And I think they also take flyers on guys who you look at their numbers. It's like, wow, how did this guy get drafted? But obviously they see something in their profile that they can change or alter and, and make them a productive minor league player, have some sort of angle for um, them to be a, a specialized lefty or righty, whatever it may be. And, and again, I, I like the idea of, as you mentioned, they went, um, they went with uh, Braden Taylor, then Adrian Santana, 
Colton Ledbetter, Trey Morgan, Hunter Haas. Those were their first five picks and those were position players. And then they went into the pitching angle and I like how they go into the pitching angle, you know, beginning with round five, because I would just think naturally speaking, if, if you're drafting a pitcher first, second, third round, a college pitcher, usually they've already had a lot of bullets under them. They're you, you they're being utilized a lot like a Paul Skeens, like, Hey buddy, go out and throw us uh, eight innings every start and, and uh, throw your heater all the time. Give us yeah. 90. And you know, by the time they, they get their, their first taste of, of big league ball. I mean, they're all right, let's, let's take you down the line to, to get Tommy John surgery. So maybe some of these guys were underutilized or underappreciated, or there's something that um, the Rays can, can fine tune and alter with them. So um, yeah. I think that's cool. Now we may have uh, some more in-depth uh, draft discussion, depending on if we uh, land a guest or not, but just wanted to mention that uh, again, I, I like when the Rays, uh, draft or select a guy that has a chip on his shoulder like a Kyle Menzarda does and you're basically playing for the the whole state the whole college where you're from and all that as well and if uh, you're a fine player that's uh, even more of a bonus all right um before we wrap up here uh, the Rays are facing the Texas Rangers a team that had uh, many representatives in the all-star game we saw them uh, on Tuesday uh last week um and the rangers came out of the all-star break hot sweeping the cleveland guardians so this will not be an easy test for your tampa bay rays uh going from kansas city to now arlington texas and you're facing a rangers team that uh they've brought their a squad as far as the rotation goes uh dane dunning nate Ivaldi, and john gray not not easy at all, but uh, yeah, so the, they'll play tonight at 8 Eastern. Uh, the AL East is down to 1. You can catch every pitch of the Rays' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app by searching Rays. I am um, I'm with you. <laughs> this, this series is going to be really, really tough. Uh, not only is the starting pitching um, matchups going to be um, very close in talent, but their offense, their offense has been yes. incredible. I mean, they they got a guy that if he were healthy, um, he could, you know, not he he could run second in AL MVP uh, in Corey Seager. Uh, he just wasn't healthy in the in the first half of the, of the season completely, so he doesn't have the at bats that other guys have. But his numbers are ridiculous. I mean, I think he has he still has a a one dot for an OPS. Yes. Uh, and 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 we saw you know Marcus Semyon and and Josh Young, they, they have a really really good team. I I said this earlier during the year, and you know this uh, because we've talked baseball for over a decade now. I don't care about standings until like late August. I really right. don't. And why? Because as a race fan, after you witness the 2011 season. You understand that anything can happen. You can be down nine games on September 1st, and that can be turned around. So as a race fan that lived through that, I already know standings do not matter until late in the season. And when I said that, Kevin, earlier in the year, boy, did I get some DMs hot, just hot. Oh, You are wrong. You are ridiculous. How can you say that? Standings matter since day one. All right. We all, I mean, I was on the camp always that 
Nice that they're on first, that they're, they're first in the AL East, but it's very, very difficult for a team to go from game one to game 162 in first place. It is very, very difficult. Some race fans cannot understand that. They want that to happen. But it's a different thing to want something to happen than to be realistic. And you have to be realistic. The Rays are not going to go pole to pole. Um, so do I want that to happen? Of course I do. But mathematically speaking, statistically speaking, it's going to be very difficult. So there are going to be ups and downs. And we're right now at a downturn in the season where the Rays have been playing kind of 500 for the last month or so. Right. Um, and so when you have a team behind you that has won, what, eight games in a row? Nine games eight games in a, in a row. row. And not only the team behind you, but the team behind them, the team behind them, and the team behind them. So, Every team in the AL East has at least 50 wins. Not another exactly. league, not another division can say that. No, not at all. It's it's the toughest division. So these race fans that want the race to go from game one to 162 at, uh, uh, in first place, uh, it, it is it is kind of ridiculous to want that, knowing that you're in the most difficult decision. You're in the NL Central? Have that. Go at it and, and have your wants, of course, and, and and do that. You're in the AL Central? Yeah, go for it, buddy. Yeah, one game one to 162, but you're in the AL East. You can't do that. And now you face the Texas Rangers, who have probably the best offense in the American League. And then you have a four-game series against the Baltimore Orioles. Now, that one is the most critical series. Of yes. the year for the race. I agree. Um, yes, the Rangers, for what it's worth, they're second in all of baseball in OPS behind, you guessed it, the Atlanta Braves of the National League. Uh, the Rays are actually third in team OPS, but it will not uh, be an easy series uh, by any means. Um, now, I should note that uh, Tampa Bay, if we're just looking at the in-depth numbers uh they do have um a much greater run differential than the orioles but uh, i'll just throw that out there the rangers have a great run differential as well but um before we end here uh there are 66 games left in the regular season can the Rays win 40 of those 66? Will they Will they win 40 of those 66? You know me too well. I was going to say, can they? Yeah, of course yes. they can. <laughs> now, will they? It's a different answer. Uh, will they win 40 games, which will lead them to 100? I think not. Um, and not because they can't or anything like that. I just, it's, a very, it's very difficult to win 100 games, people. It is very, very difficult to win 100 games. Yes. I had them pegged around 93, 94 at the um, beginning of the season. Go check the archives. I said it. Because of the run that they went on and, and how good the offense has been, I think I have them landing around 97 wins now. Yeah, uh, 100 is, is very difficult. I would be very, very happy, but I would not put the green Skittles on the 100 uh, right now. That's fair. Maybe it'd be a different case if Drew Rasmussen was coming back in the fold and Jeffrey yes. Springs was coming back yes. in the fold. And if they're going to do it, uh, the rest of this month is really critical. And you alluded to it. The Rays do have uh, 
the um, the Orioles after the Rangers, but it doesn't get easier from there. You also have the fast rising Marlins, and then you go on the road to face Houston, and then go on the road again or continue on the road against the Yankees. So uh, I guess the all-star break came at an important time because they're going to need it for uh, the rest of this month going forward. So uh, do the, do the, yeah, go ahead. And no, and I was just saying, you know, they, they did their part. They won this series against the Royals. You needed to do that. Um, it would have been uh, great off course to, to, to get out of there with a sweep. Evelyn didn't have it on Sunday. Um, a couple errors as well. Didn't help uh, matters, but Man, I uh, I just want to know, like, I know people are kind of freaking out about the AL East uh, lead, especially because of the of, of such an historic run in the beginning. But it's very difficult. Again, I want to I want to stress that it's very very difficult to go from pole to pole in, in the AL East. It's just very very difficult. So if the race do um, come down, um, don't freak out. There's still plenty of baseball to play. Of course, especially when uh, the Rays will be acquiring Shohei Otani later on, <laughs> as well oh. as Aroldis Chapman, and uh, just go on down the list of, of big names there. All right. Yeah. Um, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.